What a wonderful uh, summary of the Christian faith, and yet a thorough summary of the Christian faith is in the Apostles' Creed. And in there, every time that we say or profess the Apostles' Creed, we talk about what we are celebrating today, that Jesus ascended into heaven. Of course, we also know that this weekend we are celebrating not only the ascension of Jesus, but also Memorial Day. And I think there's some, uh, some very uh, nice connections there. Memorial Day is about remembering those who, who are no longer uh, with us, and, and especially those who have sacrificed so much for us. Well, who better to remember on Memorial Day than, than Jesus? who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Although there's a a very important, maybe not always obvious, difference, though. We don't simply remember Jesus as if he's no longer with us. Oh, it's true that he left. It's also true that he's still here. He's here with us in so many ways. Oftentimes we talk about the fact that, that he's present in word and sacrament. So true. And we look forward, don't we, next weekend to being able to gather those who are able to gather um, physically here in the worship and event center or, or over in the church. And I, maybe I should also just say if there's any reason at all why, why you are gathering with us next week from your homes through our online broadcast, God bless you and we're so happy that you would be uh, able to do that. But we're also looking forward to, to having people in these seats and over at the church in those pews as, as Jesus is present with us there in, in word and sacrament. We want to remember today, though, that there are other ways in which he is uh, present with us. Thinking of uh, two of those. Number one, in those who help us, and secondly, in those who need us. In those who help us, because they are being Jesus to us. He's also present in those who need us, because we can be Jesus to them. His words to his disciples and to us, whatever you do for one of the least of these, you do for me, Jesus says. What we're saying then is that when Jesus went back into heaven, he did not withdraw his presence from us. He he simply transformed it. He's still here, although in a very different way from how he was here with his disciples 2,000 years ago. But that prompts the question, why? Why the ascension? Wouldn't it be better if Jesus were still physically here, walking among us, the way that he walked among and, and with the disciples in New Testament times? Well, in person, in the flesh, Jesus could answer all our questions, solve all our problems, heal divisions in the church. He could help the weak, comfort the sorrowing, lead his church forward in in proclaiming the message of salvation through the ends of the earth. So why didn't Jesus stay here? 
Why did he ascend to heaven? The Bible gives us a lot of reasons for that. Today we're going to talk about four of them. The first is that Jesus went back to, back to heaven to get things ready for us there. You might remember his words in John 14, in my father's house are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you. Let me ask you this. When, when you hear that, that company is coming, what happens at your home? Well, I can tell you, uh, for us, especially when, uh, when the kids were still home, when we had a house uh, full of kids, and, and still to some degree now, the scenario would go something like this. After the, the first wave of excitement at the prospect of, of having company pass, and of course that's especially true these days, but, but after that first wave of excitement would pass, then, uh, well, panic set in. As we tried to figure out how we're going to get everything done that needs to be done before company arrives. And that would be followed by a flurry of activity as we did everything we could to make sure we were well prepared for them. And even if the house is always in tip-top shape, you still go over everything again, don't you? Just to make sure. I think you see where I'm going with this. We know that Jesus is excited about our impending arrival in heaven because he is there right now getting everything ready for us. He's not panicked, of course, and I don't think it's a whole flurry of attention. I think it's more like, well, everything's in tip-top shape, but let's just check one more time to make sure that everything is just perfect. Think about it. He is so excited for us to spend eternity with him. That he, well, he not only is getting heaven ready for us now, he got us ready for heaven 2,000 years ago when he lived and died and rose again for us. Well, second reason that uh, Jesus went back to heaven is so that he could send the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1, he promised that. I had a feeling we had the wrong slide up there. Let me see if, there it is. You will receive power, Jesus says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then uh, in John chapter 16, he says, it's to your advantage that I go away. If I go, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. Next weekend, when we gather for worship over at the church or here in the worship and event center, that sure sounds good, doesn't it? We will certainly be celebrating that we're able to get back together. But we will also be celebrating another. Today we're celebrating Ascension. Next Sunday, we'll be celebrating another very important event in the life of the church. Really, it's the birthday of the Christian church, Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles. But every day, we can celebrate the fact that the Holy Spirit has come to us through baptism, through the scriptures. And when the Spirit comes to us, he gives us power, just as he did those first disciples. He works faith in us, giving us power to believe. And along with that faith comes peace, and joy, and comfort, and hope. 
And he also gives us power not just to, to live in Christ, but also to live for Christ, as our vicar reminded us of last week. And that's the, the second reason for the ascension. The third is given in the uh, book of Ephesians. Uh, uh, Tim read from that book for us a little while ago. We're going to uh, review some verses uh, that uh, were read to us. Paul is talking about the immeasurable greatness of God's power towards us who believe. And then he says, we believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. You see, the resurrection and the ascension. Raised him from the dead in the Apostles' Creed. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And then these very important words, he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over the church, as head over all things to the church. So the third reason that Jesus ascended to heaven was to rule the universe, to rule the universe on behalf of the church. What a homecoming that must have been for him. I picture it kind of like a, a parade that used to be given anyway, a homecoming parade for, for victorious soldiers coming home after, after a great victory. I don't know if, if Jesus got a parade or not, but I can certainly picture the, the angels in heaven, maybe lawn, uh, lining the, the streets of gold, if that's literal or not, lining the streets of heaven, watching him come back to heaven, cheering him and, and applauding for him the great victory that he had won for us. That's what happened, whether or not literally like that, when, when Jesus went back to heaven. I mentioned before that in the Apostles' Creed, we, the ascension is not just that he ascended into heaven, but then what happened immediately after that? That, that he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. I want to make sure that we understand that uh, correctly, because the fact that he's sitting there doesn't mean that he's taking a much-needed break. That's what you and I do, Right? When I get home from a hard day's work, yeah, I do have those once in a while. When I get home from a hard day's work, I like to uh, uh, turn on the news, uh, kick back in the lazy boy, and, and just kind of do nothing for a little while. That's, um, that's what I need to do, and, and maybe you too, but, but not Jesus. Nobody deserves such a break more than he does, but he's not taking one. It would be a mistake for us to, uh, to think that Jesus sitting at the right hand of God the Father Almighty means that, that he's just kind of hanging out. No. It is from that position that he is exercising all authority and rule, like, like a king seated on his throne. In our limited wisdom, we might think that it would be so much better if, if his throne was, was here on earth so that we could see him and, and talk to him. Well, let's think about what that might look like. Where would his throne be on earth? You think Jerusalem? Yeah, maybe so. I, I like to think that Frankenmuth would be a second, uh, pretty close second, but let's say Jerusalem. 
And suppose you wanted to go see him. You had a problem or a question. So, so you, uh, you made the journey to Jerusalem. And, and when you get there, you get at the back of the line of people waiting to see him. And you're given a number. So you have an idea of about how long the wait is going to be. And, and the number is 8,564,719. And the, then there's an electronic sign that says if you're at this part in the, in the line, your wait time will probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 years. It's so much better the way it is now. Now you, you can talk to Jesus anytime you want to about anything that you want to. You know that you will have his undivided attention. The best thing for us is to have Jesus right where he is, enthroned in all majesty and power at the right hand of God, where he has authority over everything and is in complete control of everything. I know it doesn't always seem as if that's the case. We, we've all had days when everything just seems to go wrong. One of those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. And sometimes it seems as if everything everywhere is going wrong. In our home, in the, in the church, in our nation, in the world. Sometimes you get the feeling, don't you, that things are just spinning chaotically out of control. Certainly must have seemed that way this past Tuesday for the people living in and, and around Wixom Lake and, and Sanford Lake and, and areas downstream. But Christ's assure, uh, ascension assures us that things are not spinning out of control. Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus ascended to heaven where he sat down in all power at the right hand of God. No matter how things might look, he is in control. Remember his words, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So when it looks like things are coming apart at the seams, in the world, in the church, in your own life, Remember that Jesus is on his throne. He's, you know this song, right? He's got the whole world in his hands. No matter how things might look, he is in complete control. The fourth reason that Jesus ascended to heaven is to send his people out into the world as his witnesses and ambassadors. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, but, but he's not the one who gets to talk about that. We are. We are the ones that he has chosen for that. He doesn't tell others, he doesn't tell others about himself. He invites us to do it, which makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Who would you be more likely to believe? A merchant who, who tells you that, that her store is wonderful or a friend who shops there regularly and tells you the same thing? We are that friend. We know what Jesus has done in our lives and, and what he continues to do for us. We want our families and, and our friends and everyone to know that as well. So he sends us out. But we don't go alone. He goes with us. Because after all, he's still here. Amen. Amen.